in a world where extreme competition exists everywhere what does it take to have success in your career and in life join me nirvana chaudhary as i sit down with some of the most successful individuals to discover the secrets to the success what continues to drive them and to hear a few exclusive stories in the process what drives them and their success code their mantra for making it bigger hello everyone this is nirvana chaudhary i'm back again with my podcast making it bigger today i have someone who is not only making it big but i have strong strong sense and a potential that he's going to be making it much much bigger than this podcast is all about marcus lawyer and our friend a fellow ypor someone who's been in the sporting world for the last two and a half decades uh, entered the e gaming world uh, just over 5 6 years ago e gaming world is i was shocked was a 160 billion dollar industry that means you take movies or anything out there combine it and the e gaming world is still bigger than that i mean coming from probably a gen x i was completely isolated to that information but having learned so much from marcus uh you know my eyes have opened up and um, you know i've got marcus with me marcus thank you so much for joining me in my podcast you know the first question i always ask my friends is what is your success mantra what is it that really keeps you going and driving Yeah, hi Nirvana, and it's a pleasure to be here of course with you on your podcast um and I do one as well so you know we're follow fellow podcasters besides fellow YPO as here and of course all the respect for what you're doing there um as a businessman as well. Um what drives me I think is one simple word passion. Uh, I have a huge passion for the businesses we're involved in um and with a as you alluded to for you know many decades in the world of sports sports marketing or more recent i guess uh in the world of gaming esports um and the nft the crypto world which are all sort of somewhat connected and interlinked with each other in many ways um i love the space uh i love the technology part of it um but i i really i'm a marketing person by training i guess so i look at all these things really as as marketing platforms as opportunities to bring communities together and everyone who's ever been involved in sports knows that the sports community is very strong very passionate right that's where the word passion you know if there is a word uh, if, if there's an industry you want to talk about passion i think sports is probably right up there um there are many right who will show these emotions from joy when you win to tears when you lose um So, you know, and that's I think gaming and esports has some of these elements as well. Right? The gamers are deeply passionate about their games, they're deeply passionate about their own uh of what they're doing and whether they're playing in real tournaments and competitions or whether they're just casually involved. Um again, gamers have that similar passion as a sports person. And that's what I like. That's sort of where I come from. So, Marcus, you know, it's only for me right in, in especially in our part of the world it's only last one or two years specifically that the entire jargons of nft blockchain crypto e gaming is really skyrocketed right i don't know whether we'd give that credit to covid for something but you know you as an entrepreneur saw this almost a decade back right and you were already in the sporting world and you saw that this evolution or this opportunity happening which again it's it's like this one in a billion people person thinking the way you are thinking right what how, 
what did you see in this which you know which is now today in reality a growing industry at that time i'm sure if someone would have asked you you know being a sports management uh, leader uh, hey marcus what are you thinking about getting into e gaming it's a thing for kids or it's consoles and you still took that plunge and today you are where you are what was going on in your head yeah and i think the what i saw um you know gaming and esports or let's say the the video gaming part of the world obviously been around 30 40 years right you know we go all the way back to the first ataris or whatever games we might have played when we were young um but it took a long time of course for that to to start showing a bit more of a professional element to it right so the world of esports that is a fairly fresh new thing and you know and when i say that it's 10 years right which means in in the largest scheme of things it is you know it's it's a fairly young industry um so when i saw and i compared how the traditional world of sports was working and then how the professional world of e- of gaming of esports is was developing uh, it made a lot of sense to me that the parallels were there once you dig into and you start seeing these huge numbers of gamers right i mean there are very few countries in especially in asia where you have less than 50% of the population would say they are gamers in some form or shape right so it is a numbers game at the end of the day right sports is similar to that right you have millions of followers of sports teams you know around the world and so the minute you tar- start talking large numbers you know again back to what i said earlier you have that community element and when you have a community element to then looking at how you deal with the community and then how you create things which that community wants needs um and then of course you know as a businessman then you look at going well how do you monetize that right how do you create business models around it um and that could be anything with as that when you go into the rate in a range of twitch and what they created which is mutually successful uh whether you go into the gamers game developers themselves and what they're creating and the huge businesses that build on the back of it um or many others in between there so you know that's what i love and and i saw that and again like many of us maybe we we sort of watched our kids a bit doing it right? and and that was it funny i you know is a short funny little short story i how i first when i first kind of uh click, when it really clicked for me and you know let me give me a minute here to explain that so my son at that time and he was about maybe 15 so i say 6 7 years ago i think he was watching league of legends world uh, the world uh, championship or whatever it's called at the time and um he was watching it on his on his on his uh, laptop and he was jumping and screaming and and I couldn't figure out what the heck he was doing there right so I asked him well, what are you watching well I'm watching this you know I said well where is it's happening it's in Staples Center as in the arena where the LA Lakers play okay okay fine so I could see it was pretty packed I said yeah yeah it's sold out in 30 minutes 25,000 people watching it so he got my attention already at that time thinking okay there's obviously something going on here I need a better take a better look at this thing then he goes oh yeah and I, again I get I will get the number wrong but it, it is like there are there were millions of people watching the stream simultaneously at that time already right I, I can recall the exact number you know and again the prize money was only I think at that time a couple of million US dollars already right so now if I'm when you come from sports you're hearing a couple of million dollars prize pool millions of people watching it on on a stream there not on TV let's say and you have a full house which was sold out in 25 minutes or half an hour or whatever with 25,000 people watching and having that same energy when you watch this they were going crazy the same way you watch any other you know major sport it made sense to me that there was something happening here which i needed to understand better and then real and then figure out how we could bring our skills to it 
And that is always how to bring create marketing around it, how to bring revenue streams into that ecosystem. And and now, like I said, you know, this is whatever, fast forward six, seven, eight years. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a tournament here, the international, which is Dota 2, with 40 million US dollar prize money, which dwarfs most of any other major sporting competition in the world, right? And these are, like you said, those are young adults maybe and some are truly kids still playing for millions of dollars in prize pool right? so it is it's there and, and it's real and it's happening everywhere i hope your son's getting a sweat equity for that for that, <laughs> for that time but again you know marcus again some other thing i i realized is sometimes uh you know the simplest things the answer is right there you know, the opportunity is right there, right within our house sometimes, and we fail to see it. And, you know, and you as an entrepreneur, I think, got a glimpse of what was happening and packaged it and understood it, went deep and have taken it to the next level right now. Right. Uh, this, this is absolutely fantastic. And it's every time I hear about, you know, the way this evolution is happening, it, it amazes me. And I'm still, I would say, I'm just still scratching the surface of understanding this right now. In, you've been in Asia for a while now. Right. I'm a firm believer of Asia. Like, you know, I think it's no longer the Americas or the Europe or anything else. It's the Asia, which is, you know, for the last 10 years, that's where the opportunity is. Why? Why? How did you decide to come to Asia? And obviously you are in love with love with Asia. You have a beautiful family, uh, you know, a wife who is also Asian. Um, and obviously you you as an entrepreneur must have seen that opportunity in Asia. Right. So do you, what are your views on the e-gaming opportunity in Asia. Are we still scratching the surface or you feel the momentum is happening? What's what's happening? Yeah, yeah I'm in, in Asia now for almost 30 years, uh, close to closing in on it. Um, and uh, when I first came here, uh, I came here with, in, in, in the world of sports. I was working for another agency at that time uh, before I started my own businesses. Um, and I think when I first came, I did not probably understand it and I didn't see the opportunity. But the minute I was here, um, I love the entrepreneurial spirit which exists in Asia uh, and my businesses are always across the region. So I have done business just about everywhere. Um, and I just love the energy, which I think Europe or US or many other places are lacking. And I think that's what's driving any business here in, uh, in Asia is really the entrepreneurs across the regions. Um, when it comes to gaming, uh, Asia is actually in many cases ahead of the rest of the world already. Um, China, for sure, um, they're way ahead of the rest of the world. They're the biggest gaming market in the world, bar none. Um, and not just because of scale and size, but because of technology and the games which are coming out of Tencent, being Chinese company, is the single largest gaming operator in the world. Um, they own stakes in just about every major game you've ever heard of. Um, and so are this. Um, and so, and then you have the regions where we're sort of we operate here, whether it's Southeast Asia or you know South Asia, like some of you, uh, in regions you operate in, um, it's all driven by the mobile device now, right? It is eminent, it's prominent everywhere. Everyone has a smartphone in their hand now, and so that's really where the big shift came from. Um, you know, gaming originally yes started maybe on a console. Uh, moved into the PC world. And that's still expensive, right? There's still certain income levels you need to have before you go there. A mobile phone now for a $100 mobile phone, you can play great games. Um, and that's really shifted the power and the momentum into into the region here, where all of a sudden we have volume here, right? We have three, four million people, depends on how you count, uh, you know, which part you count as Asia. 
um, and that is large, right? And so automatically, every time you see statistics now, the Asian countries, let's use them as a whole, um, are in the top of the of the tree there, right? Engagements, how many people play, how many minutes they play, how many this, how many that. Um, you know, the number one NFT game in the world comes from Vietnam. Their, oh, wow. their biggest market is the Philippines, right? That's Axie here, where some of the people who would know the details here already. Um, so, yeah, it's happening right here, right now, exactly in our neighborhood, which is great. Okay. Last question, Marcus. As an individual, as a father, as a family man, as an entrepreneur, right? Tell me very shortly, where do you see yourself 2025? In 2025, right? Okay. I know the sun. Uh, I know the sun will take over. <laughs> now, I, I I do hope that I'll be still very much involved in what I'm doing now, and this is really what you know in a, in the most whatever basic sense is combining the power of sports and esports, and let's say gaming as a larger thing, um, into exciting ecosystems which bring those things together. There's tons of overlap, there are tons of crossovers and opportunities, and I see both of it. I still love the traditional world of sports, and I think it has a very important role to play in society and company and countries, etc. And I know you're obviously involved in that as well with the leaks and things you're launching there, which I think is, is great. Um, but gaming is there in the same way, and it should have its, its same space. Um, the global sports industry is actually still bigger. It's about a half a billion dollar industry. And you mentioned earlier, you know, gaming is about 200 plus billion now, which is bigger than many others like music and, and Hollywood. But, uh, you know, both of them together are a huge force uh, where tremendous opportunity exists for anyone um, to enter. And gaming potentially is even less, uh, it, or is more inclusive, um, right? If you don't need, you just need a simple phone and you can play. It doesn't matter whether you're a girl or a boy. It doesn't matter whether you're short, tall, there's that, right? Um, it really, sports maybe sometimes has some limitations because of certain physical abilities or things you need. Uh, gaming doesn't have that, right? And so I do believe uh, going forward in a world where we, everyone should have the same opportunities and chances, um, both of those things are huge and, and we want to be in both of them and play there. Yeah, Marcus, you know, I was in Dubai two weeks ago and for the first time, my cousin, my, my young cousin took me to this um, virtual space where, you know, he made me put on a uh, VR yeah, device, right? That was fine. But then I had this back attached to me and something attached to my hand and my feet and he took me to this virtual room. And believe it or not, two weeks ago was my first glimpse into where the world is getting. I mean, I was in the game. I was, I was like, my God, God damn, what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm there. I mean, I'm so amazed to uh, see the potential of this, Marcus. And, and again, you know, before I end this, I really want to congratulate you on whatever you're doing. I'm a big fan. I want to learn so much from you. A bigger congratulations on your recent partnership with PSG. And even a bigger one that now that Messi is in PSG, right? I think uh, I think it's going to be really, really uh, yeah, big. It's been fun launching the team here um, with PSG. Uh, you know, so it's called PSG Esports. We're playing in the in the Arena Valor game, uh, which again, not just that Messi joined PSG, and that was what maybe a bit of luck there. 
um, that Tencent has now taken the game global, um, created a World Cup, which is, has 8 million US dollar price money on it. Um, so that they're really trying to combine the, the game in China is called HOK, which stands for Honor of Kings. Uh, it's the largest mobile game in China. And so they're now bringing the game even more outside of Asia. Um, again, Southeast Asia, it's already very popular here with Garena has done a great job. Um, so yeah, so again, we were maybe lucky a bit to be in the, in the right place at the right time uh, and riding that wave. And you, know, you touched earlier a bit on the word, one of the sort of buzzwords, which is the metaverse. Right, with Facebook, of course, also uh, now you know using that and 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 created a new company, right, called Meta. Um, so yeah, so I think all those things are part of it, right? Uh, the metaverse is much larger, right? It goes everywhere into into other areas, but clearly, gaming is a is quite an interesting component of it, and maybe probably one of the first early adopter components. Right? It will take longer time for the metaverse to be fully developed all over the in other areas but i think gaming is is right there um and we you know, we can watch it and see it every single day so fantastic and hopefully we can bring some of it to nepal too absolutely we will be doing that marcus thank you so much for this you know this even this 15 minute call for me is like already getting me goosebumps you know on the potential of potential of uh, what needs to be done thank you so much marcus i really wish you all the best for your endeavors uh, lots of love and, and, and regards to the family. And thank you again for coming for this podcast. Uh, thank you for joining, for, for you know, having me on as a guest. And same to you. Mm-hmm.